You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Cindy Dale. Welcome. I am so excited to be here. Um, I'm looking forward to our discussion. Good. I'm so happy you're here also. So I'm going to introduce Cindy to you guys. She is an internationally renowned author, speaker, energy healer, and the author of 27 books on energy medicine, intuition, and spirituality. So that, hold on, I've got to get to the next part of her bio. So Cindy Dale is an internationally renowned author, speaker, and she's a business consultant and she has done so many things. She has worked with over 70,000 clients and presented hundreds of seminars and workshops across the Americas and in Russia, England, Wales, etc., etc., etc. She also is releasing a new book called Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Conditions. And that will be in 2021. Correct? It's out. Wow. Yep, we're out. Now we can do oh. trauma. <laughs> okay. It's already, it has been published. Yes, it came out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. She graduated from University of Minnesota with a degree, summa cum laude, with a degree in English and a minor in philosophy. She has also worked towards a master's degree in divinity at Bethel University and holds a fifth degree Reiki certificate, the highest of distinctions in this healing arena. Wow. Um, And your current book, so your current book. That's the trauma book, Energy Healing for Trauma. And it's just so perfectly timed that it came out while we're in this sort of mess. How did you get it to be published early? (laughs) Well, there's actually an advanced chakra book that's supposed to come out in 21. And the trauma book did come out and they sort of pushed it through. They birthed it, you know, quickly because look at what we're doing. We're doing pandemic. We're doing racial riots. We're doing protests. We're doing gosh knows what this year. I mean, this is the book to talk about issues like trauma, old trauma, new trauma, world trauma, et cetera. So it worked. Yeah. And you're, you know, there aren't a lot of professions out there that are benefiting from this time, but you, this is so great because people have probably been flocking to you. I'm guessing. I, I know that's sort of the, I don't know if that's an upside or a downside. Right. Because <laughs> because we're in crisis and I'm that kind of person that can tap into, you know, the the side of spirit, right, that most of us don't get to on a daily basis, you know, and then try to help people keep their feet on the ground, too. So I think you've got to have common sense. I think you have to have a connection with your intuition. So, yeah, I'm in the perfect profession for a, this sort of a global big question mark would probably be the most polite way to say what we're going through. Most people just say light versus dark. (laughs) That's kind of what most people are feeling like is going on. So I want to get into some questions. um, But before that, can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into the work that you do? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, When I was a little kid, I could see colors around people, I could hear ghosts. I had a sense of when somebody needed healing. I thought I was normal. I wasn't. (laughs) 
told my parents pointed out to me, like, you just make things up or you're just so weird, you know, like my sisters would say. Um, so I closed it down as a teenager. I mean, come on, you don't want to be a weird teenager on top of feeling weird because you're a teenager. And when I went into therapy, when I was in, you know, about 1920 or so, for all these issues, I had a therapist who said, you know, you're not only codependent and OCD and all these things, anorexic and whatever, but you're probably psychic. So that word helped me, Jamie. I was able to kind of go, what does that mean? I traveled, I worked with shamans, I worked with healers. And one thing kind of led to the next. So I ended up doing healing work, intuitive work and writing books about it. So it's sort of, it certainly wasn't on my goal list when I was graduating from college. But it is your gift and we are successful at what our gifts are and we need to share them with the world. So that's amazing that you are doing what you came here to do. I know. And I think that, you know, that's an important message for everybody too. like yeah. just if they used to say, follow your bliss. I don't know if our bliss is always immediately available through our gift. Right. <laughs> but if you follow your gift, it'll lead you to a place where, you know, I mean, you get to be who you are. That That's what it's about. It's the most rewarding, feeling, joyful, most integrity-filled, honoring ourself situation in the world. <laughs> so congratulations. It is. I mean, you're doing relationship. I know you do spirit, spirituality. Um, you know, kind of, as, I think it's about trust. As long as we keep trusting, like it's inside, and we keep letting it out. And as we let out who we are, I mean, we like turn into a light for others, but we can mm -hmm. also see where we're going, at least sometimes that way too. Yeah. And also it's about taking little steps. Like as you're saying, it's, it's, um, I would say spirit meets at your point of action. So you need to take action, you know, and once you have these ideas, you got to create and, and, but I feel like we're going into a different show and I know you want to talk about. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun one. <laughs> Okay, because we could probably go on on about that. Okay, so let's talk about the benefits of healthy fear. I love that you're going to be talking about this because people have fear. It's timely, and there's so much fear. You know, you can you can just kind of it crackles in the air. You know, but people get scared of fear. They get scared of having fear. And there's, there's in, you know how people always say there's two kinds of people or there's three kinds of this. Well, there's two basic kinds of fear. There's healthy fear. And that's the type to embrace. Our body will let us feel scared when we're not safe. That's when we get the, you know, or the, you know, kind of wait a minute. And so a healthy fear is really a survival mechanism that tells us, you know what, you need to step forward, backward, or to the side. So, we need to listen to the healthy fear because I remember one time I was um, doing a paper route with my youngest son. I, it, uh, paper routes are horrible, especially for the adults. I mean, they just, they take hours and hours and the kid makes nine bucks an hour and it's just a five hour sort of a thing. Um, but we were gonna cross the road. We each had a dog. We're on two different sides of the street. And I heard this voice in my head just scream, stop. I stopped, I yelled at my son, stop, he did. And this car barreled around the corner and would have hit him if he hadn't stopped. Now mm -hmm. we don't always get voices, right? That proclaim, you should be scared right now, but you need to be scared if there's something to be scared about. So I like that you're saying that 
our fear and our intuition um, can always help no matter, well, our intuition can always help. There is that healthy fear that can pop in once in a while if you listen. Exactly. And, you know, it's there for people, like even when they're dealing with matters of love or you're meeting somebody who could potentially be a friend or a this or a that. I always pay attention to my gut. I mean, sometimes I get pictures, sometimes, you know, words, but but usually it's our gut that kind of twists and says, you know, that person that just doesn't, doesn't feel right. So that's a way that our fear warns us. Like you don't need to know the data. You don't need to know why, mm -hmm. just trust it. And that might be a, somebody to pass over. I really love what you're saying because I completely agree with it. And I'm glad that we're bringing up this conversation that fear isn't always bad. And you don't always necessarily, you know, so many of my clients, they come to me and they say, I just wish I didn't have fear. I want to just get rid of the fear. And Fear, you're, it's human to have fear. And I feel like the more sometimes, the more you embrace it, the the, the easier it can slip away. Maybe. Right. The quicker it goes. Like if you go, oh, I'm scared and feel it, then yeah. it doesn't take very long to go. Okay. So the question I always give to myself when I feel something like fear, I feel it. And then I go, how am I to be with this? So right? Am I supposed to act or not act or hide? Or yeah, What should I be doing with this? Wow. What do I do with this? What is this prompting me to do? And then, and then it, it does, like you're saying, it kind of slips away. It, it moves through quicker once its message is heard. Yeah. Cause yeah, it just, it wants to, just like all of us, it wants to be seen and heard. <laughs> and you can say, thank you for showing up. I got this. Or thank you for showing up. Let me know what I should be doing with this. And, um, and then we could part ways and come back when you need to, but not for a long time. Well, right, because we're not supposed to walk around in fear all the time. I read some article that was very interesting about how so many, like 90 plus percent of people walk around in what they call that sympathetic nervous system, which is just always like this. Like you never leave the fear. So right. how do you even know if there's something to be scared of because you're always in it. You're supposed to just sort of be, you know, chill, sort of B personality, even if you're an A personality. Then if you get scared about something, you know it's something to pay attention to. And then you can go back to just sort of hanging out. I think we have to teach ourselves how to do that. It's not so easy to do. Right, yeah. If you're not naturally a chill person, it would take a little training. But um, it's just like any other muscle with practice. You know, you could get yourself to that, to that point of just being more grounded and present and not... So hyper and also for your body, for your, you know, your physical body, it's not healthy. You could, you could, I'm, I'm assuming that you're a big fan of Louise Hay. Like you can literally cause yourself to have a disease if your cortisol levels are too high for too long. Most diseases come from that. <laughs> I mean, you're, if you're in that sort of stress state all the time yeah. and you never come out of it, I mean, you will get sick. You're you're not made for that. So you're just always churning those stress hormones. And what's really interesting too, is the first hormone that actually goes off, people tend to think it's adrenaline or cortisol. It's actually a hormone called osteocalcin and it comes out of the bone marrow. 
when I learned that, I thought that is really bizarre. Like your bone marrow first reacts to stress. Oh interesting in my work as an energy person is your is the the part of the body that holds your ancestors' memories. I mean, there's real genetic material for that, but the bone marrow is associated with your ancestors. So some of our fears could actually just be called up from the past too. Like, you know what? When grandma went through this, it was scary. So I'm going to get scared too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I love that you're bringing that up also. I believe that. Um, if someone's hearing this for the first time, they might be like, what? But I believe <laughs> intergenerational things, fears, it, it gets handed down. And then until you get conscious of it, it's going to keep going on. Exactly. Because it's on automatic. Yes. Yeah, science is saying there's 14 generations of our ancestors' memories in our system. And, you know, when, when the pandemic started and we were all locked down and I found myself driving around looking for toilet paper like everyone else was, even though you don't really need toilet papers to survive, not really. <laughs> I was so panicked. I sat back and I felt, why am I so darn scared? I have food. I have this. I have that. My youngest is under my roof. And it was like, you know, my grandparents lived through the depression. So when they ran out of something, there wasn't Amazon. <laughs> I mean, they had to use leaves if they didn't have whatever they used for toilet paper. So I was like, gosh, I've just triggered all this old stuff in my system. So as soon as I realized that I could kind of calm down, I still have toilet paper stored from all of that. <laughs> but Your grandparents would be proud of you. They'd be very proud of me. <laughs> but that was in there. It just turned on. Yeah, yeah. So the message is, if it feels like maybe it's not yours, just ask or be acknowledged. Okay, this isn't mine. Thank you for showing up. Hi, Grandma, Grandpa, Great Aunt Betty. Thank you. Right. You know, that's such an important uh, point is we can ask ourselves, like, is this mine? Or what percentage of this is mine versus not? And, and our intuition will answer. We'll get an answer that pops in our head or we'll go, yeah, it doesn't feel like mine. This just doesn't, you know, so then you can ask to have it released. You don't have to walk around with what's not yours. That's called codependency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't want to be codependent, not to fears and anxieties. Right. No. no, no, thank you. <laughs> Okay, so now let's talk about the dangers of unhealthy fear, the absorption of other fear of others' fears. We were just talking about that kind of, but I feel like in these notes you mean not necessarily ancestors, but others' fears around us. Exactly. Yep. Some of us are just human sponges. And I've been one of them. So when, for instance, when I was growing up, and it's not just fears, when I was growing up, I had at least 13 or 14 allergies. I was allergic to everything. When I started therapy at 1920 and my therapist figured out I was psychic, she also kind of said, you might be taking on other people's issues that aren't your own and they're running through your body. So I just said, you know, whatever allergies are not mine, I don't want them. Now, you're not supposed to really give them back to people, but I was 20. And you know what? Most of my allergies disappeared almost overnight and they showed up in my family members. I'm like... These have not been mine. I was really angry. I mean, like, what am I, the garbage sink or something? <laughs> but we absorb other people's fears. I mean, turn on, 
it, it happens all the time. It, it, some some of us we go to the movies, which nobody goes to anymore. But if you go to the movies and you know everything anybody on the screen is going through, you're going through it. You're absorbing, and mm-hmm. we do that with fear, especially when there's so much fear everywhere in the world right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling people just please don't watch the news because it's like the more fear, the more people are getting, um, just getting, like you said, the sponge, just it's sticking to people and it's just adding to the collective fear. So we all have a choice, you know, do I want to, it's not staying, I was going to say stay in your own bubble. It's not like ignoring what's going on in the world, but it's making a choice that you don't want to add to more fear and againstness, separateness in this world. You want to be as peaceful as possible. So then there's more peace in the world. Exactly. It's like, how do you want to show up? Because that can be caught. I have a friend who years and years ago said, the most communicable disease is depression. Well, so is anxiety. And it's everywhere. I mean, you can kind of like feel it just snap crackling in the air. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so heavy. I, I feel it. Or you get together with a friend who's really, I have a girlfriend, for instance, I got together with her last weekend and I was exhausted after 10 minutes because she's just almost hyperventilating because the world's going to hell in a handbasket and it's going here and this and that. And I was spinning and I'm like, Cindy, this is, this is her fear. And this is the world's fear in her. Why do you want 7 million people's fear? And like, I just had to kind of separate out, pretend I was, you know, sort of like Socrates and very wise and, you know, yeah, rise above. Right. Rise above, detach, send her blessings, you know, and leave and just go, this is not, that was not mine. And it's not hers either. Uh, so like you say, don't watch the news if it sets you into that, or don't look up conspiracy theories if they just make you muddled or this may not be the time for all of us to talk to our most frightening or frightened friends, you know, unless we're in a place where we're already calm, it's really easy to get kind of jerked off center. Yeah. I am a very understanding patient human being. However, I have zero room, like zero desire to be around negative people. They're not okay. people that are being negative. Yes. That mentality, that energy. I have, I just have no desire because I don't relate to it. And I'm also not going to be, unless they hire me to be their coach or therapist, I'm not going to be the one to like help them get out of it unless they ask me to. So I would just rather not be around them. Isn't that an important point? You don't want to be their therapist either. No, it's it, <laughs> my friend and they hired me, you know, but it's different. I know. I know. I think for all of us in a helping, healing, kind of caring profession, it's like that we have to have our space to rejuvenate also. And we can't go fix the world. It's enough right. to kind of keep ourselves like you're saying, calm and centered and, and, and aware, you know, if I feel myself slipping out or starting to go toward the negative side, go to the dark side, if you would, if I start going there, I have to really quickly kind of reconstitute myself because I'm not going to do anybody a favor that way, including myself. Yeah. 
Absolutely. We need to, especially us as practitioners, we need to be in good places so that we can help people as best as we can. Right. And that's having that sort of golden space where, you know, we get to say, no, I'm going to get filled in right now. I'm not going to watch something where I have to work hard to not drift down into the tides and drown. Yeah. yeah. Just getting back to what I was saying before, there's nothing I, I don't want people to think that like, cause I was like, I just don't want to be around anybody. Negative. It's just that I've seen so many people give unsolicited advice to people that are just in their stuff and sad and everything. And they don't necessarily want to hear that advice. So it doesn't do anything. So that's why I'm just a huge advocate of like, don't give unsolicited advice. People just need to go through their process. <laughs> and that it, it could it could like be cause a problem in your relationship. So that's why I'm a big advocate for just letting people be who they are. Well, respect it. Aren't you respecting who they are and where they are? Yeah, their soul. Like their soul wants to be negative and maybe they will always be negative and that's okay. Like not judging. Okay. 12-step program. I did tons of Al-Anon and adult children. And the big rule there is you don't, you don't give advice. I mean, let them talk, let them be in their space. If they ask for it, you don't even say you should do this. You say, if I were in this position or this is what I would be thinking of, you bring all of it back to let them have their free will. Yes, exactly. And that's the best way to be there for somebody. Exactly. Okay. So we have triggering of old fears, healing your old fears and healing ancestral fears, which we kind of already went through a little bit of that. Yeah. So the one thing we can be aware of when there's so much stuff in the world and, you know, we've got ancestors fears, we've got other people's fears is if we trigger, there very well might be, a, I mean, that can be a really good thing. Oh my gosh, I just triggered. I'm in fear. What can I look at? What's in my history? What's in my past is coming up and I can heal it. And I've been doing this, you know, quite a bit during during 2020 because there there are so many new situations and new events. Uh, but it doesn't mean the old stuff doesn't come up. So even a few weeks ago, I, I had somebody like give me some negative feedback, like you need to do this different or whatever it is. And I went into shame, which nobody likes shame. I mean, I get scared when I go into shame because immediately I go, I'm going to get stuck in it. I'm just going to feel bad about myself. So oh, I hate that feeling. Most of us do. So instead of just avoiding it, I landed in it. I didn't listen to my scared self that said, you'll never come out of this again. And, you know, I just kind of moved through it in a graceful, compassionate way. And, you know, I healed something. So we don't need to be scared of our tr old traumas either, because if those come up, it's just an unhealed part of us that's standing there with his or her arms up saying, will you pick me up? Yes. Yeah. Will you help me? Yeah. Listen to me. I'm still here and I'm not going to go away until we resolve this issue. I'll just keep coming back. I love that. Yes. I mean, our feelings, our fears, everything comes up because they're messages to us. So, so true. So everybody listen up. Don't ignore. Look at those fears and heal. Um, 
let's see. So you said that once you've dealt with your fears, um, you learn how to connect with the center of your heart chakra to gain power and insight about the butterfly self waiting to emerge. Oh, sounds beautiful. I know. Don't you love this butterfly? Well, I I love this analogy of the butterfly because this is the year that so many of us are pulling in. And sometimes in life, you naturally pull in anyway. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you've lost somebody. So we go through these seasons no matter how you look at it, where there's a little bit of a pulling in. It's not a bad thing. It's what we have to do every so often. And when the caterpillar pulls in, it is not having a good time in the cocoon, by the way. It's not. 90 something, 5% of its cells are destroyed when it's in the cocoon. 95% of them turn to mush. The only cells that are left are called the imaginal cells, like, like imagination, like magic, the imaginal discs, and those form the wings. Those form what the butterfly needs to be a butterfly, what the caterpillar needs to emerge able to fly. And so um, I, I think this is the perfect year for us to just say, look, I'm going to do the hard work. If I have to do the hard work, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to get rid of what I need to get rid of. I'm going to let my imagination kind of open me up to a different way of thinking, knowing, and perceiving. So I too have wings. And I I get to that state of calm in the center of my heart. It's it's the heart chakra, you know, the energy center that's right underneath the sternum. Way in there, our spirit dwells with whatever it is you call the greater spirit. So that's a cocoon that's not gonna, it's not gonna chop you up in there. <laughs> You're not gonna get chopped up. You can you can be you in there and you can imagine who you wanna be, and that can help make those dreams come true. And that is so beautiful. I mean, everything really comes from our heart and our soul. And it's about listening and focusing in on that. And and this during this time, what do I really want? being quiet and, and going within and then just re-emerging stronger, more united with yourself. And so, you know, as much as there have been things about this time that are frustrating to people, um, we can look at the glass half full and say that this slowing down time is a great time to just look at, look within and to start creating. I love the word creating. I do too, because it's fun. It's sort of like kindergarten when you get to mm -hmm. do watercolor or um, what, what hand paint. What do they call them? Finger paints. I loved finger yeah. paint. <laughs> so you can get messy when you're creating too. I mean, isn't that what kids do? So we don't have to color inside the lines. Right. It's like when I, you know, it's sort of like when I get bigger, I don't have to color inside the lines. Well, we're bigger now. <laughs> so like think big think fun think different think like i've been planning um like a walking trip in wales for a year from now i'm like yeah when you know i'm gonna go walk in wales so it it doesn't always have to be about work to reflect your spirit or your spiritual purpose i mean we all work a lot so certainly you need to work enough to have money i get that um but it but can also be about how you want to play or what kind of people you want to hang out with, et cetera. I love that you're bringing this up because I always tell my clients that they need to find their joy, their passion, regardless of if it's work or not, because when then you're more you're in the flow of life when you're 
in your joy. I love singing and I have not been doing that enough. That's something that like I did when I was younger. So when you're talking about walking in Wales, I'm like, I just want to sing and belt out songs. <laughs> that, that makes me so joyful. Which well, I there you are, right? <laughs> I'm going to start another show of just me singing. <laughs> I think people love songs. They'd probably sing along if you did a sing along. <laughs> now the wheels are turning. Okay, so how can people find you, get your books, etc.? Easy to find me. I have a website with my name, cindydale.com. It's just spelled weird. It's C Y N D I dale so cindy spelled weird dale.com and you know these days there's not that many bookstores so i'd say barnes and noble or amazon and have energy trauma um energy healing for trauma just uh delivered and it's got a lot of good exercises in it it's mm -hmm. really biological too i i think i love energy intuition i also think it's important to base our understandings of who we are as humans in biology and science too so it's a really nice blend of how subtle energy interfaces with our physical body too mm, sounds amazing i will definitely promote that for you also thank you okay so thank you so much for joining us today this was so great loved having you here you have so much to share my fun, my joy. Let's go do joy. We can both go singing though in our own houses. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to start belting out some songs. Oh, <laughs> that's a good we'll Instagram live. to yourself. And you go walk in Wales. Don't forget. Go walk in Wales. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me. Everybody, thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next week at Love Talk Live. Have a great night, everybody. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.